everyone, welcome to I Do Declare. I'm Lindsay coming to you live from the quarantine of my own home. And today I have with me our brand new co-host of the podcast. This is her first time on here and we're so excited to have her. So please welcome Natalie Lopez. Hey, Natalie. Hi. Hi, everybody. So I'm Natalie Lopez. I am one of the newest academic program coordinators at University College. Um, So a little bit about me. I graduated from Rutgers University undergrad. I did my graduate studies at Montclair State University, took advantage of the employee reimbursement or waiver (laughs) um, and got my graduate degree. And I'm also a first generation college student. And the reason that I got into higher education is because I'm passionate about um, giving back and helping those students that didn't necessarily have the resources um, that others may have had um, and help them navigate. So hi, everyone. Nice to meet you. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited. Thanks for having me. Yeah, the secret to being a host on this podcast is you must be a Montclair alum. (laughs) We only allow Montclair alum. And we also have with us today, he's our first reoccurring guest, actually. So that means we must really like you, Rob. We have one of our academic advisors from University College, Rob Schneider. Rob, how are you doing over in quarantine? What's up, Rob? I I must be that charismatic to be uh, requested back. Thank you so much for having me again. I had a good time last time. I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun this time. Yeah, I guess a little bit about me for those who don't know me. I am an academic advisor for University College. Um, Background, I did a little, did my undergrad and grad programs, both at MSU. So I'm a lifer and I am also a first-gen college student. And what the listeners of this podcast don't know about you, Rob, is that you are so invested in Zoom technology and Zoom backgrounds that you actually recently invested in a green screen. And actually, Natalie and Rob are the king and queen of Zoom backgrounds. Can you both (laughs) tell us what are the best Zoom backgrounds that you have used or seen so far since we've moved online? Yeah, so um, that's one of my new hobbies now. That's how I spend my time is either making new Zoom backgrounds or finding funny ones. And the funniest one that I have is actually a toilet paper background. So it's toilet (laughs) paper from floor to ceiling. um, And I've won best virtual background in several meetings because of this background. (laughs) Um, I'd say I'm glad I invested in the green screen because like, things are really dark in the world right now. And, um, you know, I'm meeting with students every day and uh, through Zoom. And, and if they could just crack a smile every time I put like a funny background up, um, they get a kick out of it. And, and I'm, I'm enjoying it as well. It's also, it's a way for me to show them that I listen to their conversations I have with them. So uh, one of my students mentioned he's a Yankees fan. So I showed up to his appointment with uh, at Yankee Stadium. Um, he's like, oh, you remembered I said that. So I think they appreciate it. I think my favorite one is the Millennium Falcon. I'm a, I'm a Star Wars fan. So I've been showing up in, in the Millennium Falcon for my appointments. Yeah, it's so funny how our, our times and hobbies are changing here. So we are now about a month into our quarantine that myself, Rob, and Natalie have been working from home. Um, and we have been functioning completely online. Basically, almost all of the employees and students at Montclair State are quarantined to their home because we are, of course, in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic right now in mid-April. So this has kind of been a a wild time, not only for us as employees and staff members, but especially for our students. I mean, our students have moved, their classes have gone completely online. They're doing things on Zoom, on Canvas, and really the whole culture of their student experience has completely changed. 
So we also, we have registration coming up. A lot of our students are registering on Monday or Tuesday. So Rob, what do you think the students really need to know right now that we're going through this really different time with registration? Yeah, there's so much. And um, now more than ever, they need to be in contact with the student services that they need. Um, and they need to understand that there's going to be a, a massive lag time um, from any office that they're trying to contact right now, um, whether it be Red Hawk Central, withholds, things of that nature, or even me as their advisor. I mean, my, my inbox is still pretty full and I've been trying to get to all my emails as soon as possible, but this is just the time of year. And I also would think with all the tech issues that offices may be having, I think that lag time could be extended, um, especially if students are looking to get a permit, an online permit for a specific class, uh, getting a hold of someone sometimes can be challenging. So, okay, one of the questions we've been getting from a lot of students, do they still need a pin? Absolutely, 100%. If you are a pre-major undeclared student for University College, you are required a registration pin. Each semester, it changes. So some students feel that they can use their pin from previous semesters. It will not work. I would also recommend you read your emails because every single uh, academic advisor for University College has been messaging their students around the clock. Can you talk about the importance of meeting with your academic advisor during this time so that they can prepare for registration and just have a smooth registration for fall 2020? Yeah, you'd be surprised how many students make a mistake with their schedule. Um, it, it's Some of these programs are very intricate. They have to be done in a very sequential fashion. And, you know, our goal is not to create hurdles for our students. Our job is to make sure that they understand what they're taking is accurate. Um, so that they are not wasting time or money. Um, it's also a good point to check in, especially during this troubling time. Some students may be struggling with the transition to online classes or being stuck at home all day. I mean, that's another reason why we're here. I mean, come, come talk to us. We want to hear some of your stories and we want to talk about your goals still. And we can still accomplish all of those things. So make sure to meet with your academic advisor. And if they wanted to do that, how can they go about doing that? Yeah, so the way we're setting things up uh, is you would book an appointment with your academic advisor the way you normally would through Navigate, Then uh, that's found in your nest if you are, are not sure where to find that yet. Um, and then on the day of the appointment, you'll receive a Zoom link in your email that you can connect to directly. Um, if you're embarrassed about showing your face on camera, not everyone loves to do that, you can you know, just block your camera or turn the camera off in Zoom and you just have almost like a phone conversation with your advisor. And I believe a good number of departments have added a live chat feature to their website. Um, and if you use that live feature, you can speak to a staff member, um, you know, quickly and get them to either schedule an appointment for you or help you um, navigate, navigate. <laughs> um, yeah, for University College specifically, we implemented the live chat and you can also call the general number so that you can be directed to um, your academic advisor to either talk to them or leave a voicemail. Uh, it's a testament to how adaptable everyone has really been and how quickly everyone was up and running with all this new technology. It's amazing. Yeah, the live chat's cool. And it's actually, Natalie and I are staffing it a lot of the time. So you, you're talking to people who are gonna be able to get you answers very quickly. Um, Nat, so University College in particular happens to be doing a lot of other programs. Can you mention some of the other registration tools that are available to students that we're doing online? 
Yeah, so we want to get you prepared, um, and we want to make sure that this is a smooth process for you. So we have registration readiness events um, where you can meet with, where it's like a drop-in, where you can come and meet with your advisor, um, even if you don't have a scheduled appointment. So the way that that would work is either through our Canvas page or on our social media, you can access the link or on our website to the live chat. Um, during the time of these events, you would then be directed to your academic advisor, or we could help you just with any registration questions that you may have. The other events that we have is our graduate student advisor. She's hosting registration prep events where she is going to be going through how you go through your navigate through your degree works so that you can, you know, know how to navigate all of that stuff in preparation for registration. So those are good things to take advantage of if you have time and we have check out our, our social media and our Canvas page um, to get those times and dates. And you can go to that drop-in event that Natalie mentioned. We're having one on Monday the 20th and that runs from 1.30 to 3.30. You can drop in at any time and you'll be connected to your advisor very quickly. And then our registration prep events, if you want a tutorial, a walkthrough, of the different softwares that you need to know to make your registration successful. We have one on Tuesday, the 21st from three to four o'clock. So those are our good events to drop into. So Rob, if I'm sitting at home right now, I'm a student and I, Natalie also just put on a background where she is now in the pod from Love is Blind. <laughs> yeah, Love is Blind. I forgot the, the character's name. I forgot. <laughs> Jessica, the Jessica, one. the one everyone hates. Jessica. Marcus <laughs> 10 years younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so I'm sitting at home and I am getting ready to register for classes. Rob, mm -hmm. what are the, some of the things that students need to know when they're making up their classes? Like how many credits should they be generally looking to take? Um, how many credits do they max out at? What should they try be trying to compile here? Yeah, so generally students should be registering roughly like uh, 15 credits, 15 to 16 credits each semester. If you do that and you pass all of your classes each semester, you'll graduate in exactly four years. If you're taking the appropriate courses, uh, of course. They cap out at 18 credits, If oh, I'm sorry, 19 credits. If you wanna take more than 19, it's overloaded and you'll have to get um, the appropriate signatures and you should really talk to your advisor about that. I rarely, I don't think I've actually never recommended a student take more than that. Uh, I haven't actually recommended a student take more than 15 or 16 credits. It's just a lot, you know, for a semester's workload. Is there anything that students need to do ahead of time if they need to repeat a course? That's a question that I've gotten from some students. Yeah, it really depends. If a student is repeating a course for like a third time, they will need a signature from the dean of the school the course is housed in. For instance, if they're retaking like a psych class or something for a third time, they would need the dean's approval uh, in the College of Humanities and Social Sciences. But if, it's, if they're repeating it for the first time, like writing 105 or writing 106, they could just go ahead and register for that with, uh, with no restrictions. And you, you also talked about permits earlier. If a student does need a permit, what do they need to do in order to Yeah, so each department and each office works with permits differently. And it's not a physical permit, it's an online permit that allows you access to a class that might be restricted for whatever reason. Uh, could be most of the times it's restricted to the students in the major. A College of the Arts is notorious for this. So a lot of their art classes, a lot of their uh, communications classes are restricted. So I would recommend reaching out to someone in their school. On their homepage is usually a general um, advisor uh, that can help with those sorts of things. 
So we also have, obviously, University College. All of our students are pre-major, haven't declared a major yet. But we want them to continue to be able to look into majors during this time where we're all sort of quarantined into our homes. Do you two have any advice on ways that students can keep up that major exploration while we're all distanced? Yeah, for our university college students, we started to house all of our virtual resources on our Canvas page. And so taking advantage of what's on there is awesome. And we started this thematic thing about where if you're exploring your major, you're called a virtual explorer, um, which is really cool. Lindsay made the graphic for that, a little person climbing up a mountain. <laughs> um, so take advantage of that. There will be housing any uh, virtual events that the different colleges are doing so that you can get a glimpse as to what the different majors that the colleges are offering. I know philosophy for lunch is a big one. Yeah, they're every Thursday, every Thursday at 1145. Yep. Um, and so that's a really good one if you're interested in philosophy and you don't have to have any prior knowledge. Um, it's just so you can get an understanding of what philosophy is like and what are the types of conversations that they have. Um, so yeah, so different events like that. I know there's a, a space where all of the details of each major is listed. So you can explore that way to just see the full details of the list or the requirements that they have for each major. And there's also some wellness resources on that Canvas page because obviously that's super important right now, making sure that we take care of ourselves. We wanna make sure that we keep our immune systems up so that this crazy thing doesn't you know, make us sick. But we have a lot of things to offer on that Canvas page. So just take advantage of that. What are you all doing during this time to occupy your mind and to keep that level of wellness right now? <laughs> so at first, I was doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to, I was binge watching some shows on Netflix and I quickly realized I'm like, okay, this is not going to be okay, good. Right? I think it's okay to take some time and like re-energize, get re-centered and realigned. Like I, you know, I think people are putting so much on productivity right now. And I think it's important that we're, you know, like I said, mentioned before, we're taking care of ourselves and so I don't think that there's anything wrong with taking some time to rest so doing nothing may be okay <laughs> taking, <laughs> taking some time yeah I was taking a little bit more than I probably should have but uh let's see what have I done what did you watch I watched Tiger King like a crazy person it was a like all the rest of the world yeah like all the rest of the world I haven't seen it yet actually what? I actually have not seen it yet I know yeah. so, well you have a child <laughs> What else did I watch? I watched Love is Blind. So that's how I know who that your background was. Um, and um, I'm watching Westworld season three right now. Mm. Or season four. No, season three. I am watching Money Heist because the show is amazing. And I have lost sleep binge watching because like <laughs> my son sleeps with me in my bed. So I have to like go under the covers and watch the show under the covers mom life during quarantine <laughs> so i've been watching that um insecure just came back on i don't know if you know anything about that show but it's on hbo um Issa ray she's awesome and um, that just came back so that got me really excited um i had to renew my hbo membership for that um and i saw world's world on there so i'm thinking of maybe starting that show because i have not watched that one either it's crazy what are you watching Lindsay? um so i'm watching little fires everywhere on Hulu with Kerry Washington and Reese Witherspoon. And my favorite show actually is Survivor, which it's on season 40 right now. And it's an all winner season. It is very exciting. So I'm very invested in that and listening to a lot of podcasts about that. But I've also been 
I have decided I want to be a speed Rubik's cuber. So I got a Rubik's cube and I'm learning how to do the Rubik's cube as fast as I can. And uh, been playing a lot of music. Nick and I have, my partner and I have a, a little music studio set up in our upstairs. And so we're making a lot of jams and we're cooking more. So we also adopted a foster cat. So we're, uh, we're, we're keeping busy, you know. Can we go back to Survivor being at season I, 40? I saw, I saw Ron's <laughs> eye. We're not going to let that go. <laughs> I was like, that, that, that came, that's not really true, is it? 40? <laughs> it is. I have been watching Survivor. It came out in 2000. I've been watching it since I was eight years old. And it's something that, like, my family is very invested in. We all watch Survivor. And now Nick, because, like, if you're going to be romantically involved with me, you must also watch Survivor. <laughs> and I have gotten Nick very invested in it. And, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it's our, it's our favorite show. It's excellent. It Honestly, it is an underrated television show. I don't know why more people don't watch it. I'm not saying it's not good, but I didn't realize they, they could squeeze two seasons in per year. They do, yeah. Wow. Yeah, one in, in the fall semester and one in the spring semester. Oh, there you go. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's well, that's good. I, it's also, I think, like Natalie said, it's important that all of our students are remembering their wellness right now. Your college classes are very important, and we know that you all are, are doing your best on the classes and on Canvas, um, but at the same time, also make sure you're taking time for yourself and your own mental health, and whether that be cooking or going for runs or, you know, binge-watching things on Netflix, whatever it is that's making you feel um, more comfortable in this uncomfortable situation is really important right now. Um, and just to bring it back to registration, Rob, what kind of registration student were you? You know, some students have um, get really anxious around registrations time and some students are super laid back like, oh, I got this. What kind of registration student were you? My general rule of thumb is it's never as bad as they think it is. If they can't get a specific class, right, always have backups. A lot of our students are freshmen and sophomores, so they, they're not the ones that are registering first or second. Most of them are registering last. So coming up with as many backups as possible. Me, I had very specific needs because I, I was working 40 hours a week in undergrad and I needed all, like a lot of online classes. Um, and I also needed to bunch my classes up when I was on campus so that I had more time to work. Um, so understand what your needs are ahead of time. Do as much research on the classes that are available um, and the time so that you're ready to go the second you can register. What are some things that you used to do to prepare? Um, I would write down and make a fake, like a mock schedule. Uh, there's an MSU Corsical link that I, I, I showed in my classroom last semester. It's a third party service that allows you to kind of map out your, your classes in a colorful manner so that you can you know, look at it if you like color coding things. That's a good, that's a good tool that you can use. And creating multiple, multiple schedules, right? Just so you're, you're prepared for anything that, that may happen um, if you can't get a specific class. So the Corsicle, is that something that allows you to do like different variations of schedules? I know that um, Rutgers had something that allowed them to like see different types of schedules just to have the backup plans, um, like visually have the backup plans there. Is that something that Corsicle allows you? Yeah, I believe you can make uh, multiple plans with it. Um, it's a visual tool for sure. It'll, and yeah, you can really like plug in the times that you want to be there. Uh, uh, it, it actually pulls in every single class that MSU offers. So that's, it's really good. Well, Rob, so do you have any last tips, last closing words on fall 2020 registration here that the students should know? 
Yeah, meet your advisor. Uh, they're going to be your best resource with all of this, with planning. Um, they can talk to you about things that you're probably not even thinking about that can help you plan um, better uh, for your career and your major that you're considering. And what's great to know now, too, is that your advisors, if you put in a special request, they may even give you the background that you always dreamed of. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> you could meet Rob in Thailand if that's yes, what you're you feeling yeah, if you today. really want to. <laughs> or you can meet Natalie in the Love is Blind. <laughs> that's right. <it. laughs> so it's special background. Mm -hmm. That's right. Choose your own adventure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rob, thank you so much for coming on here. We really appreciate it. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, guys. I, I thank you guys for having me. Thanks for listening to I Do Declare. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Natalie. And I'm Rob. We'll talk to you soon.